The cannabis industry is growing almost as fast as the cannabis and hemp being planted and harvested. Where, when, and how fast will the cannabis and hemp industries continue to climb? Who will be the people leading the charge into that promised land of profit? Let's pursue those answers and more with The Plant Profits, powered by Protus Global. Hey, thank you all for joining us here on Plant Profits. I am your host, Vern Davis. Plant Profits is fueled by Produce Global People Solutions. Again, I want to thank you for joining us. My next guest brings over 15 years of C-level experience working with the likes of great brands, Coach, Ralph Warren, Conagra Brands. And we'll, we'll get into those, those things. She now consults with major cannabis and CBD brands to help them with consumer research and market expansion strategies. She recently co-founded during, during COVID, Canacurious Magazine, a digital magazine targeted to women, created by women, interested in learning more about the benefits of CBD and cannabis. I want you all to welcome my guest today, Mr. Keisha Harvey. How are you, Takesha? I am well. Thank you so much for having me. Oh, my pleasure. And really uh, interested in learning more about you and uh, introducing our our audience and our our folks to to who you are. And uh, we we do have some things in common, you know. Um, you you uh, are a child of consumer products. I mean, you were. You were born in that industry. Uh, you've done a lot. And we talked in your opening about some of the great brands and, and businesses you related to. And, and um, uh, I, I, left, I left school and after graduation and, and got into consumer products. And, and I, I, I hope that I understand some things about brands and making brands. And, but I understand enough to know that in the cannabis world, it's a very difficult journey to uh, to create a, a brand where consumers uh, believe there's equity. So uh, uh, hopefully we get a chance to talk about some of that stuff. Yeah, awesome. Yeah. But uh, now you're in Florida now. Uh, did you grow up in Florida? Yeah, I actually am from Fort Lauderdale, um, but I actually have not lived here since you're actually from Fort Lauderdale? Yeah. <laughs> I, know. I don't know if I've ever met anybody from Fort Lauderdale. It's funny because when I left college, I went to Florida A&M. And yeah. so at 17, I left Fort Lauderdale. And then after that, I moved to New York. And whenever I was in New York, people would be like, you're from there? They're like, And the common response was, my grandparents live down there. And I was like, I know. <laughs> like, everybody's grandparents lives in Florida. But no, I grew up here in, in South Florida and basically bounced around to um, a bunch of different states up and down the East Coast and yeah. in Chicago and then ended up moving back here in the summer of 2017. So it's been almost 20 years since I lived down here. Um, then you're back and it changed a lot, didn't it? Oh, for sure. I feel like I'm a tourist and, you know, so exploring places that, you know, for the first time and, and mm -hmm. doing things that I as an adult that I really didn't do because I basically left here when I was 17 and right. when I would come home to visit. It was, it was all about visiting family. So it wasn't really about hanging out or going to South beach or like, it's, it's funny too, because people always say, Oh, let's go here in Miami. And I'm like, I don't know where that is. But, 
a different thing. It's a different place. You know, um, our offices at Protus are down in uh, Florida and Delray Beach. And um, uh, we have some concerns in Fort Lauderdale, et cetera. So I'm familiar with the area. And we were once in, in, uh, in, in Wynwood, which is in the heart of the city, uh, Miami, right? right? So very different places, right? Yeah. Very different environments. Uh, and I, I think very different uh, vision of, of living and, yeah. and either, right? And either, um, either place. But so you went to an HBCU. Now, HBCUs, I mean, it's, it's, it's really cool, the, the, uh, the press and uh, all of the attention that HBCUs are getting. How did you, you know, girl from Fort Lauderdale, it's, it's still in your state, but it's north. I mean, it's basically South Georgia, where it, it is. is, right? <laughs> and, <laughs> and so how did you choose uh, Florida A&M, your HBCU? What happened? I, I went on a college tour in my junior year, um, touring HBCUs from um, Bethune-Cookman in Daytona, Florida, all the way up to Howard in DC. Okay. And so okay. we went on, I, we visited, I think, like nine schools. And so I ended up applying to basically all HBCUs, historically black colleges, because I just love the feel of it, the, um, okay. the, the family feel, the support. Mm -hmm. And I, I applied to Clark Atlanta, John mm -hmm. Smith in, in North Carolina, and then to Florida A&M. And FAMU was the only um, public school and it was, a, it was a state school. So basically I got money. So that's where I went. <laughs> <laughs> okay, <laughs> keep that story short, right? You like, got money, that's okay. <laughs> like, the one that's free. That's the yeah. one I'm <laughs> so, so tell me about your experience. Um, at, I mean, it's, it was amazing because I always had been, um, I'd gone to always predominantly white institutions, even right. growing up in South Florida. I went to a Catholic school, first grade to eighth grade, where I was usually like the only black student in my class, or maybe okay. there were more. And then in high school, it was a more diverse experience. Um, but still, you know, I was in a lot of honors classes. So I always felt like I was kind of on my own. And so when I had went and visited, um, these historically black colleges, I was like, oh my gosh, like, I don't, I just felt like it was home. Yeah. And I could just kind of be myself without having to worry about people asking me questions about my hair or, right. or right. different things like, you know, there was just this baseline understanding of our, of my experience. So it was really great. And I just enjoyed the whole, you know, the band experience, going to the football games and. Oh, that had to be crazy good. Yeah, and and it's not. It wasn't. Uh, Florida A and M is not a small school. At the time when I went, it was, you know, like ten thousand students. So, so right. a lot of people think these experiences are, you know, really small. But it was, it was a huge school, and we were, you know, we shared the city, Tallahassee, with uh, Florida State. So that's right. That's right. Not far. Not <laughs> far at all from the campuses. Not far at all uh, from each other. So, what was your perspective out of high school? What life was like? Right, going into Florida, and then when you got out of Florida, Florida A and M, what was your perspective? Tell me about the dynamics there. I mean, I mean, I think like anyone going into college, you just—it's a whole different world. Like, yeah. it's it's <laughs> it's this like little you know ecosystem of all these different personalities, meeting people from all over the country, um, especially meeting like black students from all over the country because you you know you're just I basically was in Fort Lauderdale and that's all I knew, and so. Um, it was just very eye-opening. 
Um, and I, I just sucked it up. I just loved it. I think I am a person who loves meeting new people and mm -hmm. having different experiences. So it was very stimulating for me. Okay. Um, and then, you know, from there, I went to New York City, which was crazy. Whoa, 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 whoa. Hold on. <laughs> so you went from Fort Lauderdale, right, to right. Tallahassee, right? Spent some time there. And um, now, based on what you said, right, you went to a place where you, you just told me in, in early uh, childhood and early grades, you were the only black person in your class. And, 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 and so color was always, uh, it was there. Yeah. It was there, right? It was there either someone, you were talking about it, you felt it, you knew it. It was a presence that you were a rare being in that <laughs> environment. And yeah. then you go to Florida A&M and color is no longer a conversation. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Right. I mean, it's it, it, most everyone looked like you. Right. So it's no longer a conversation. And then what made you want to go to New York City? Uh, I, I always wanted to work in fashion and ah. um, but I always like so as a kid, I want to be a fashion designer. OK. Art, but then I always had this this like analytical side to my brain and kind of that's where I was pushed. Okay. But, you know, you know, parents growing up, they're like, well, how are you going to make money doing that? <laughs> That's always the question we right. got. Right. You know, not like, what will make you happy? It's like, how are you going to make money? Um, <laughs> well, well, I now have kids that are old enough that I can ask them that question too. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, so it, it, finding out that Macy's uh, actually recruited at FAMU and Florida State and Really? They, so they came on campus? They were part of your recruiting? I want to hear about that. We're going to take a break. When we come back, we're going to get into you starting your corporate journey. All right. Okay, we're going to get into that. Hey, I'm Vern Davis. Uh, this is Plant Profits. I am your host, Plant Profits. It's fueled uh, by Produce Global People Solutions. My guest today is, is the wonderful Takesha Harvey, and she is a co-founder and brand director and leads Kind of curious, a magazine she and some of her girlfriends uh, started during during COVID. You know, there's at some point we're going to have an analysis of all the new businesses that started during COVID because everybody started some. That's it's it's absolutely amazing. Uh, we'll talk about that on our on our return. Thank you. Plant profits will return so our sponsors can profit from these messages. Elevate your every day with that Shuggies feeling, with the sweet taste of Shuggies. Add a cup of Shuggies to your morning coffee. Ah, how sweet it is. Shuggies infuses cannabis and cane sugar to make it the perfect sweetener with benefits. Make your happy hour happier with a dunk of Shuggies in your drink. Order your Shuggies now at S-H-O-O-G-I-E-S dot com or find it in dispensaries throughout California. Whenever you crave a little sweet, pick up Shuggies, the sweet, sweet, take anywhere treat. The plant profits are back to lead the pursuit of the promised land of plant profit. Only on CannabisRadio.com. Hey, welcome back. I'm Vern Davis. I am your host of Plant Profits and Plant Profits is fueled by Protus Global People Solutions. My guest today is Takesha Harvey with Canna Curious Magazines. Um, 
In our conversation, Takesha has just begun her corporate career out of school, and she chose the Big Apple. She chose the jungle, New York City. How Now, so tell us, you went there, you got recruited off of campus by whom? Macy's. Macy's. Okay, so tell us about that decision. Yeah, so Macy's, at least I thought, like, we're working in the buying office. They um, recruited for people to start working uh, in their buying training program. Okay. So I was like, okay, great. This is kind of a, a bit of fashion um, mm -hmm. along with, like, the business side of it. And so okay. it kind of seemed to be a perfect match for my skill set. And so, um, yeah, I, I accepted an offer and moved to New York City, which was super interesting. And I had to deal with a lot of people hesitations or their fears, which is, is a common theme throughout my career of people yeah. being like, are you sure you want to do that? Are you going to be okay? Or, you know, and um, I had to kind of just know that and go with, you know, I think my mantra was at that time was 8 million people live there. I'll be okay. <laughs> like old people live there. I'll be okay. You know? <laughs> and um, yeah, and I, I spent seven years in New York and it was it was a great experience. I started with Macy's. I was seven there. years. Yeah, that's uh, nice. Yeah, yeah. It was. So I was a full New Yorker, and I, I, I gained my tough skin from from New York. Okay. <laughs> um, some other bad habits too, but I <laughs> think <laughs> once you once I live in other places, you learn that New York is a very direct and very straightforward, and everyone doesn't appreciate that. So I had right. to learn to soften up again a little bit. <laughs> right. Um, but it was a great experience. A lot. A lot happened in New York. I was there during September 11th, and oh my goodness, out. yeah. So yeah. how close were you? I gotta always ask that question. I was. I worked on 34th Street at the time, um, all the way on the west side, and we had a from my our offices. We had a direct view of both buildings. So okay. the morning of the attack, you know, we saw it. I saw. I didn't see the plane hit, but the, after the first plane hit. You could clearly see the hole in the building and then um, the second plane hit and then we were still there and then we saw the buildings crumble and that's when everyone was like, okay, like we got to get out of here. Yeah. So it was, it was a, a crazy time. Um, and even afterwards, I think, you know, a lot of people were reaching out and, you know, trying to, who, who didn't live there. And I was trying mm -hmm. to explain to them that, you know, this was a super tragic event that, you know, while it didn't impact me directly, like living in the city and people posting pictures of their missing loved ones, like that has, has an impact on you. Oh, it must have. It, it <laughs> and, has yeah. to. Yes. Yeah, it must have. It, it really has to. So what, what companies did you work for while you were in the city? So I started at Macy's and then I went over to Coach, um, okay. which was my foray into brands and which I really love because I, I learned that. So this really got you into what you were, you, you were thinking you were going to do. Yes. Brands. Yes. And, yes. and, and even, I mean, it wasn't, I worked on more so the planning side of things. So I basically worked with the buyers to help them set up the budgets and understand past performance and determine, you know, how much should they, how much merchandise should they buy based on historicals and, um, in order for us to hit our sales merchandising targets. So you were analytics. Yes. Okay. <laughs> I was like, I, I, you're I, so I, close. <laughs> you're you're getting there. You're so close. <laughs> but it was, you know, they say every layer, you know, yes. part of things that you pull from later. Right. Um, but it basically was hard. Once I got into that analytical side, it was very difficult to get out of it. And so 
it was easy for me. Why? Why was that difficult? People see you that way. People, they start to see you that way and your opportunities tend to call, come from that same tree. Yeah. I'm a self-defined multi-passionate creative. Okay. Something that I realize now everyone is not, but I like to try different things and I get good at them. And then I'm like, okay, what's next? And so it was the same thing in this, um, in planning, you know? And so I got the job after I left coach with Ralph Lauren. Um, so it was different products, different brands, mm-hmm. but ultimately became the same job. And so, so Ralph Lauren, yes, State Analytics, yes, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, I did some really cool projects, um, but this creative being is in analytics, you know. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it always goes back to data and, and yeah. understanding the why, which is that's true. Something that I'm fascinated by: why people mm-hmm. do what they do, um, and and then how do you influence that through marketing and branding. So it, it, it all aligned. <laughs> no, it, it, it really does come, come to data because that's how you make money decisions through data, right? When did you get into brand? <laughs> I mean, okay, so it was really difficult I found to leave um, merchandise planning. And so yeah. I was like, you know what? I'm just going to go back to school full-time. So I was going, I always love education. And I always okay. wanted to go back to school. So at that point, it had been seven years. I I realized I'd get a seven-year itch. So it was okay. to make a shift. I wanted to leave New York. And I thought, um, you know, going to school for two years full-time, I went to the University of Maryland, would be a good change. Why, why did you choose Maryland? Uh, when I was visiting schools, I had, uh, I really just felt like it was a really supportive and not a super competitive environment. Mm-hmm. And it was always a place that like DC was on my list of places that I wanted to live. Okay. Again, a very diverse area of yeah. national city, mm-hmm. um, you know, and it was in, in, a, in a big city, but not as big as New York city. So right. it hit on a lot of things that I was looking for. Oh, it's great. So you did that. Did you go to school full time or you just kept working? No, I I was like no work full time, <laughs> two years off. <laughs> oh, cool. Yeah. No, that's nice. So you did get to experience it that way as a student. Yeah. And it was such a different experience than Florida A and M going to like <laughs> a huge state school, right? School. Um, but it was it was a great experience. Like I said, there the the business school, everyone in there was super supportive, and it was my time there that I found out about brand management. Okay. And okay. yeah, and that's that's how I ended up interviewing basically for all uh, brand management roles. Um, coming so, out of- so when you came out of, out of FAMU, did you know at some point you were going to go back and get a get a marketing degree? Yeah, I, I had in the back of my head that one day I would I made mm-hmm. economics and I was like, one day I'm going to become an econ professor. So, OK, um, I always knew I was going to go back to school a couple of times. Now I'm like, no, I'm good. But <laughs> that's no longer an option. Um, yeah. But, you know, so I always knew I would go back at some point. Oh, that's cool. That That is cool. So so now you you leave you leave Maryland and you are now jumping into for sure. Right. Marketing brand marketing. Right. On the on the on the brand side of the business. Yes. And where'd you go to do that? I went to ConAgra Brands, so I initially was going to be based in Chicago, and this, oh. I graduated business school in 2008, the recession hit. Oh, it did, man. They were calling people to tell them that, you know, their position, people were getting their offers, you know, reneged, and 
I, I got a call, I was on spring break in Puerto Rico and I thought that my offer was going away, but yeah. basically just changed the position around. And I would, instead of going to Chicago, I was going to Tampa, Florida um, oh. for, for a year. They created a rotational program. So uh -huh. I started out in Tampa, Florida doing shopper marketing for a, for a year. And then yeah. I rotated back to the headquarters in Chicago where I did innovation for a year. Um, and, and one year in Chicago was enough for me to be like, I can't do this winter. <laughs> I was like, can I go back to Tampa? So, so you, you found the winter in Chicago a little more severe than New York City? Very much so. Very much so. Um, I don't know how people do it. But they say that's how they keep the population down. My daughter loves. Uh, it's kind of interesting. She, she, she's with the Nordstrom Corporation. She loves Chicago. It's a, I love the city. Yeah. I mean, she loves it. It's amazing. <laughs> So. <laughs> so, so you, you did that. So what did all of this do for you? Right. Uh, this, this, this foundation of, of economics and in, in college, right. In undergrad analytics out of undergrad, all about in, consumer interaction with brands. Right. Yeah. Then you go back, you get your MBA at, <clears throat> at, at Smith, at, at, the, at the Smith school um and and at the University of Maryland and you come out and you're into a huge a multi-billion dollar consumer product goods company food company most likely and um what did you get out of that what did that do for you um and and how did that uh, affect where you are today well that like you said it laid the foundation for everything that I'm doing currently and how I even got into the cannabis industry. Because like you mentioned, all of those aspects, the analytics of behind, um, understanding the data of what people mm -hmm. are doing, their consumer behavior, understanding branding and marketing and how to talk to people and where they connect. All, all that foundational work that I had, I saw the opportunity to apply that to all these burgeoning brands in the cannabis space. And, and that was your, was that your initial thought? Yeah. That was that's cool. Now we're going to dive into that, and we're going to we're going to uh, really get into uh, some of the projects that you're doing right now, including Can of Curious Magazine. I'm Vern Davis. I'm your host of Plant Profits. My guest today, my guest today has had an interesting experience. Uh, man, Takesha Harvey has done some tremendous things. Uh, she's living her life, and she's building businesses and helping others build businesses and. Uh, uh, fun conversation. Uh, we'll get into more of that on our return. Thank you. Plant profits will return so our sponsors can profit from these messages. Hey, take a look at this. They're selling smart pots. <laughs> they have pot that can make you smart? Where is it? Not that kind of pot. Smart pots are the best aeration container to grow your plants. Check this out. This is the original fabric container for faster producing healthier plants. They're made with a superior fabric that delivers high yields. Plus, smart pots are reusable and sustainable, so you can use them over and over again, no matter if you use them indoor or outdoor. That's very smart, but how good are they for the environment? Smart pots are BPA free and lead free, so you'll always be able to ensure a pure, clean grow, and they're 100% made in the US. Over 28 million smart pots have already been sold, so it seems like a smart investment. Look for smart pots and close to 2,000 garden centers throughout North America and ask for the original fabric container. Find a store near you or order yours online at smartpots.com. 
The Plant Profits are back to lead the pursuit of the promised land of plant profit. Only on CannabisRadio.com. Welcome back. I'm Vern Davis. I am your host of Plant Profits. Plant Profits is fueled by Protus Global People's Solutions. Takesha Harvey, uh, who is the co-founder and brand director of Canna Curious Magazine, uh, is my guest today. And uh, she had a, a, a tremendous career in uh, experience in consumer products and branding and understanding interaction between consumers and brands and brand equity and all the things that make it a brand successful. And now she's uh, taking all of that and she's building her own brand, this magazine. Uh, kind of curious is, is uh, awesome. But you also got into the industry well before today. I mean, you've been in this cannabis space, what, three years or four yeah, years? Yeah. How long? Three years. Three years. That's that's like 20 years. <laughs> and I, I mean, it feels like every day things continue to change, which is very stimulating for me and my personality type. Right. Um, it keeps me on my toes and completely interested and in trying to see right. what's next. So, No, that's... That that's that's great. So so you, you you have a consulting business where you help other companies build their brands. Uh, you 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 stayed in some analytics with Carmen Brace, right? Yeah. Yeah. And, and um, Clara and that that company and and her company that's down in Florida. Yeah. Uh, with so, you, so that's easy, right? Well, we we go where the clients are, so we spend a lot of time in Colorado and California. So. Of course, of <laughs> course you do. Chicago. Now, were you able to travel during the COVID? No. So basically, we kind of put everything on pause in terms of uh, we had launched this new service, consumer product testing, which we were doing with some brands in California. Oh, that's cool. Um, so think about you know testing product A, product B, right? Feedback, and that was an in-person thing. So with COVID hitting that. Kind of was put on pause and so it was like during that pause that i basically was like working with my um my two friends that we worked at the same co-working space and one's a writer one is a graphic designer we really enjoyed each other we're like well what could we do together and one of my co-founders she was talking about with the pandemic her kids were she has two kids under the age of seven they were at home and she was she uh runs her own business so she's like i'm working from home but i'm also have to homeschool them and she's like i'm just like that's wild crazy <laughs> yeah that is that is such a real story though yeah that is that is such a real story so so you guys got together and started can of curious this magazine tell tell me the, tell us all the mission of the magazine so our goal is to really just educate and enlighten women about the benefits of cannabis and CBD from a woman's perspective okay. and to just like to normalize the conversation around it the same way that people talk about alcohol or going mm -hmm. to happy hour. And especially we are focusing on women because based on my research from working with Aclara, you know, women are the fastest growing industry, the fastest growing segment in the cannabis space. Absolutely. And women are usually the gatekeepers. They're the, the major influencers in the household. And I saw that there are so many benefits to this plant that people just are not open to because they still have the old stigma attached to it. And so we were thinking, how can we like demystify this and how and, and just neutralize the conversation around it and create a space for women to get educated in an approachable, trusted relatable format that they felt was um, fitting for the per for the woman who was kind of curious, someone who's mm -hmm. just starting out and was a little bit, didn't want to be intimidated by some of the, the information that's out there because it's, it's a lot. It's, and, and it's a lot to, to dive into. 
And so we were like, how can we just make it super easy and approachable and share stories from women from diverse backgrounds and diverse situations that, you know, everyone can find someone to connect to. Right. Oh, that's, that, that is good. So when did the first, first one come out, the first uh, edition of the magazine? So we, we started in April, 2020, and we launched the first issue in September, 2020. So we were six months, six (laughs) months you work in your, that's, that's fast. That's a lot of work. We said, it's like, Hey, we birthed the baby. Now we have to raise it. Yeah. Yeah. Now, so, so what did you learn about your partners? Uh, uh, You know, cause it changes the dynamics of the relationship. Oh, we, we, you know, it's, it's interesting and we are doing this right because we understand that partnership Mm -hmm. and, and going into business with people that you're, that you have a, a friendship with it can be difficult. So we're actually yes. doing like some team training and personality tests so that we can maximize, you know, our strengths and also mm-hmm. understand like from a working perspective. That's the analytics in you doing that. Yes, I, <laughs> I knew that you did that. You did that to the team. I mean, I'm a, I'm a sidewalk <laughs> psychologist, so no, I'm really interested. I, I, I am I'm interested in, you know, what makes people tick. And it's like, I feel like if we pay attention to those things, instead of just thinking that everyone operates the same way, we're yeah. better for it, so. <laughs> yeah, is that working? It is, it is. That's great. So how many how many have come out and how often do you guys plan to, to, to have uh, a drop? So we have had, we have had two come out. Um, mm-hmm. and we're, we're gonna do it three times a year with a print one in April. Okay. Um, but recently we've gotten interest from um, Barnes and Nobles and Books a Million to actually carry it and they wanna do it carry it quarterly. So we're looking to um, do that either the end of 2021 or starting in 2022, go to print for all of the editions. Oh, great. That is awesome. I I saw, you know, I was online and I was just looking through uh, some of the the topics and, and uh, what has been the feedback from, from your audience to the magazine? They think it's first and foremost, it's beautiful, which is, it is attention. We want to present cannabis in a different way that than what it it is commonly portrayed as so that we can draw people in um and then also the feedback is like the information they're like oh i did not know that i could use you know cbd for this or i did not know i could use cannabis for this so that has been it's been great to receive that feedback that we put it in a way that people are actually engaging with it and you know, we just, we, we see so much more opportunity to educate women in this space in so many different ways beyond just the magazines. So we're just really excited about what's, what's to come. Oh, that's great. There's so many uh, brands being created for women by women. And, uh, you know, Canna Curious is one of those brands and that's awesome. So tell the audience how they can connect with Canna Curious. Well, we have, like I said, the digital publication is free. It, you can find it at cannacuriousmag.com. And you can find us on, on social media at Curious Mag as well. Okay. Oh, that's great. No, that's that's awesome. That's awesome. Now, what's next for you? I don't know. <laughs> right now, it's, it's it, and that's the fun part of it. Some people yeah. get scared about that, but I'm like, what's next? Um, I think with the magazine, it's been, I've had, it's something I've never done before. And I think what I've learned through the pandemic and through you know publishing this this publication is all things are possible. And if you have an interest in something, you know, Uncle Google, yeah. <laughs> onto YouTube. I'm telling you. And and just people reaching out to people, you'd be surprised at how many people are open to having conversations and helping support your vision. 
And so I'm just excited to see where else, you know, Can of Curious takes me. Oh, that's great. And I tell you, that's a great place for us to transition to the end of our conversation. And um, I really want to thank you, Takesha, for uh, being a guest uh, on Plant Profits today. You, you have a beautiful creation, a brand, this magazine, Can of Curious magazine, a magazine that is, you know, uh, created for women by women. And I think that is, uh, that is awesome. And um, really appreciate uh, uh, you being here. And then if something um, interesting <clears throat> that you want to come back and talk about, just let's connect and, and get that done. And we'll have you back on the show. So hopefully you enjoyed your time here with us today. Thank yes, you so much. Great, great. Well, uh, audience, Keisha Harvey, my guest today, co-founder and brand director of Canna Curious Magazine. Uh, we had a great chat today. Uh, looking forward to what's next with her and her friends and partners. Uh, thank you all for joining us. Check out all of our podcast episodes by going to wherever you get your podcast, cannabisradio.com. You know, you can get it at Apple, Google, Amazon, iHeart, Spotify, many more. Anywhere you get a, a podcast, you can get us at Plant Profits. Uh, follow Protus Global on LinkedIn, Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. Learn more about how we are building companies, how we are doing the important job of changing lives, changing people's lives at protusglobal.com. That's P-R-O-T-I-S, global.com. I'm Vern Davis, your host of Plant Profits, and until next time, cheers. The opinions expressed on this CannabisRadio.com program are those of the guests and hosts and do not necessarily reflect those of the staff and management of CannabisRadio.com. Any rebroadcast, republication, or retransmission of this program without proper consent is prohibited.